Hey, hi, hello, friends. Welcome to episode 12 of Breaking Bell, the podcast where I share crazy personal stories and cover TMI lifestyle topics. Cue the intro. It's Breaking Bell. Leave a message. Okay, what's cooking good lookins? Is that a saying? I don't know. Why did I make it sound so weird? <laughs> uh, abort mission. Ooh, that never happened. Okay, so in today's episode, we are talking about the one and only quarter life crisis. I'm sure these days, if you are in like the early to mid 20s, you probably woke up today and chose violence (laughs) because the quarter life crisis is hitting hard and i'm honestly curious to know who hasn't experienced this at all yet for my listeners in like the 23 to i don't know 26 to 27 age range category because i feel like this really hits when you're about to graduate or you just graduated from university and you're just like free from school for the first time and you're just out there feeling like super vulnerable especially if you haven't landed a full-time job in your field of study yet and according to an article from the guardian the quarter life crisis affects 86 percent of millennials who report being bogged down by insecurities disappointments loneliness and depression so i'm really curious to know about you know the other 14 percent who don't experience this if you don't like reach out to me i would love to learn more as i feel like a quarter life crisis it really just comes down to when it will happen because it inevitably will happen so anyways i loved reading about other people's experiences and connecting with friends just to see what stage they are at in their lives have they experienced a quarter life crisis and what steps they have taken thus far to i guess get out of that situation whether it be temporarily or permanently and i've come to the overall conclusion that all the friends that i have talked to about this have had a mini quarter life crises to like an overwhelmingly like hair pulling drowning in your own tears crises and while it's mostly pertaining to career paths it's the intrusive thoughts of like oh did i just waste four years of my undergrad studying something i don't even like anymore or like the classics what am i even doing with my life which then leads to a spiraling of like contemplation and just asking yourself what direction am i heading in is this the right foundation i should be building should i go back to school should i get my masters etc and obviously we all have had different paths and experiences so it's hard to relate exactly to a friend a peer acquaintance but in a general sense We have all faced these common feelings of doubt, confusion, and well, just lost in the sauce for a lack of better words. And I'll go over, I guess, like what my experience has been like so far, where I'm at now, and some tips to keep in mind that just may help you get out of this funk or crises. Please do not hold me accountable if these tips do not work in your favor. I mean, for the most part, 
they worked for me when I really put them into practice. And I think a lot of this also has to do with self-reflection as well. Um, so if you're not the type to want to do that and really get into your own brain and in your own head, then I don't know how else I can help you. <laughs> but anyways, I think for me, I was insanely lucky with how my cards played out. But if we backtrack just a bit, you may see like why I had my quarter life crisis and the reason why. So upon senior year in high school, we all have to start figuring out what we want to study and at what university. And I've always wanted to go to a university that was out of the city where I grew up in just to experience independence for the first time. But I got really scared and just like felt vulnerable to leave everything that I was so familiar with and truthfully I didn't want to leave my family because I just felt kind of like I was abandoning them if that makes sense and it low-key makes me sad knowing that I would miss things that would happen at home granted like not a lot of like exciting stuff but like when they do happen like it just kind of sucks not being there for like any moment good or bad so Anyways, I focused on applying to all the top universities in Toronto, but at the time and while growing up, I've always wanted to be a writer, a journalist, and that's what I told everyone. My parents knew that and they would tell all of our family friends and they would talk to me about it and it would be this whole thing where one day I would be a reporter or whatever coming um or sorry, I would be covering some cool ass topics, but you know, here we are, clearly not a writer, not a journalist, not a reporter. Though, I think I would make a decent one given the right training and education and whatever, but anyways, always forward, never back. So when it came down to university applications, it was journalism versus business school. I debated the two because, well, journalism fit more to my personality, my passions, my creative side, while business was more of like the safe and practical choice. And I knew that if I were to go into business, I would be studying human resources. And to, I guess, kind of like give a reason or I guess like a background on like why I knew that was I had done extracurricular programs outside of school that were focused on um, financial literacy, education on that. So I had already gained firsthand experience and insight into the corporate HR world when I was like 14, 16 years old. And the saddest part about like making the decision of what school to go to for what program like it all just was rooted in fear because when it came down to applications and submitting them business schools like that was easy because I was confident I already had all the prerequisites and I was always in good academic standing though when it came down to applying for journalism school I took one look at the application and immediately knew I wouldn't even qualify like they were asking for at least 10 pieces of published work now me thinking in my head what 16 17 year old is going to have that many published works already like where are these prodigies coming from <laughs> no like seriously 
and I guess at the time I was thinking like large-scale publications but I think they were just referring to like I don't know maybe contest submissions for like newspapers magazines or like an online blog but like at that point in my life I only ever had like one poem of mine published and that was it nothing else <laughs> and it's also partly because I never really shared my work with anyone because I was shy so that whole situation crushed crushed that whole entire career path but I was okay with that because even after like doing all those career aptitude tests taking all these language courses that were telling me that like journalism being a writer like this was like the right path for me pair me for university I was just glad that I was woke enough to have a backup plan so that I wouldn't have to do like uh what's a lap year leap year I, I isn't it uh what is it called that term where you stay back in university for like an extra year just to get like the right prerequisite credits um to be able to apply for a certain university program is it a lap year maybe it's a lap year i don't know let me know in the comments <laughs> but yeah i knew that you know being a writer and creating a um like a living out of that it mostly meant you would be like in a sole proprietorship when getting started post-grad unless like you're super lucky and land like a sweet job working at a publishing company or whatever so it I guess like just being a writer wasn't like a hundred percent um in my eyes something that I could feel like stability and security in because it was something that I like to do I guess more as like a hobby but I also wasn't 100% sure that I could turn it into a career so there also were some doubts um but I guess because how intimidating that university application was it just kind of pushed me to go for the safe route of applying for business school and just to keep writing as a passion project or a hobby on the side but like while I was studying it in school it was so much fun because I got to write so many different pieces like poems songs short stories novels even a screenplay amongst like many other like small tidbits like here and there but fast forward to university business school in the HR program everything was gravy and it was awesome like I genuinely had the best university experience I was very involved and did internships that were in the corporate HR world and it really helped to set the stage for my career which I have to say for any younger listeners who um, haven't or like in the process of applying for universities or still in high school please 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 do internships sorry not in high school in university please do internships that pertain to your study or to what you are interested in for a potential future career because the amount of real knowledge and experience and the connections you build will really be beneficial to your first job or in building the foundation of your career so honestly i think because i did internships during the summer um i was not like in university i was able to maintain a close relationship with the recruitment managers and secured a job before i even graduated university i started working in my final year of university part-time because i always made it so that my schedules were only three days of classes so that i could have a four-day weekend and i felt like 
for me like this was ideal to have like Thursdays and Fridays off because in this time in the past like sometimes I'd be working on those days or like it just really helps because I went to a commuter school so Ryerson University is a commuter school meaning you have to take transit to get there um, and so a majority of the students are coming in from cities all over Ontario and I didn't live on campus so I commuted every day to classes and it would take about like an hour and a half to at times like two and a half hours because of delays subway shutdowns where you're forced to take a shuttle bus Ugh, cramped up next to like a million people don't get me started on how bad it is during the winter time like I honestly wonder how that's going to be after COVID but anyways um so where was I I lost my train of thought right yeah so three days of school three days of classes I would have at least three classes a day and it would be jam-packed like in between I would probably only have like maybe like some gaps that were like maybe one hour in between classes or like two to three hours but for the most part they were back to back (laughs) I just like I guess I liked it that way because I didn't want to come all the way downtown just for one class if that makes sense it just kind of seems like a waste of time and when I go downtown and I'm only there for an hour like I (laughs) I feel like I don't really get much studying done when I'm on campus anyway, so I would just be wasting time being at school and staying there just to socialize. I don't know. That was just like how I saw it. (laughs) Um, But as soon as I finished my last final exam of like my university career, whatever, uh, on a Wednesday, I converted into a full-time role on Thursday. So it kind of sucked because I had zero break to even relax or chill out before I started a new job like straight out of university which I really regret not asking for some time off because like I got so burnt out so quickly so to backtrack because I don't think I mentioned this I was working um at this bank where I previously interned at part-time on the Thursdays and Fridays that I was not in school and I was doing that for I think maybe two or three months before they fully transitioned me into a full-time role literally the day right after I finished my last exam like I don't know if they didn't give me a choice to have the Thursday and Friday off to breathe or if it was my choice I honestly whoever's choice it was should have given myself those two days off at the very least but yeah so I worked at that job for about a year before I got laid off then I interviewed for two weeks and then I started a new job elsewhere doing the same type of thing I'm gonna keep this part short but I hated that job so much And what I was doing, so I was an HR coordinator, and in my first role at the bank, like, I was sharing this role with, like, five other people, so it wasn't that bad, because, like, at least, like, my job was, like, more niche, but at this new job, I was literally doing the work of all five of those people for, like, over 1,100 people across, like, all of Ontario and in the Atlantic regions, 
there was only one girl out in like Vancouver and she only managed like a couple hundred people so I literally dreaded that job since the first week like it was just a gut feeling I already knew it I told the recruiter who recruited me I was like yeah I don't know about this job (laughs) and don't even get me wrong like people were nice for the most part at the beginning but the work was just way too much for what I was getting paid and it was exceeding the job description responsibilities which of course I'm in HR I know that entry-level roles have you doing the most the most for like the lowest pay but if you heard the kinds of tasks I had to do that were not part of the job description honestly I felt like the kind of stuff I was doing was illegal but whatever <laughs> anyways I would complain about my job all the time to my friends and some co-workers because they were also in the same boat as me but we all had to stay because like we had bills to play bills to play bills to pay <laughs> and I had my student debt that I was independently paying off so no matter how shitty it was to be at that job I told myself I had to stay until I could pay off my entire student debt and have an emergency fund so I was being smart about it like even though I cried every day at work in the bathroom and honestly just ran away during my breaks to like get fresh air outside or to go shopping whatever Whenever I could take a break away from my desk and the people around me, like, I would do that. But I always kept, like, in the back of my mind that, like, I had to stick around because I had an obligation to myself and I wasn't just going to quit when I had my own personal responsibilities, like, outside of work to fulfill first. So, as a tip for anyone planning on quitting their job, I highly recommend having at least like four to five months of your salary saved up first. And I know people generally say like three months salary, but honestly, like in today's climate, like money goes so quickly. Like I'd rather be more prepared than less prepared, you know? Anyways, so my plan after being at this job I hated for about a year was that I would quit and then travel and figure out what my next steps were. I, at the time, blamed myself for wasting four years of my life studying HR because that job made me hate it so much. I would contemplate going back to school to study marketing because that's more creative and up my alley, but part of me didn't feel like I would have the motivation or the brain cells to go back to school. So again, there was lots of fear. I was very lost in the sauce. And when I left that job, like, don't get me wrong, like, I was so happy because for the first time ever, I had a break from school and work. I was finally able to go on vacation and celebrate. So I did that for about two weeks and then COVID hit and ruined all of my plans. (sighs) Worst timing for me, but it could have been worse. So during that time, I wasn't working and I couldn't travel. I still applied to HR jobs because I was in fear of not being able to find anything and working for me was obviously a lot better than being unemployed because I was working for so many years like straight that it just felt so weird not doing anything and so for a huge chunk of 2020, I didn't really have my life together 
to be quite honest, I think a lot of us can relate, especially if you guys lost your job, you didn't have a choice. So you probably didn't even, like you weren't even aware that you had to have a backup plan. So again, like I'm very lucky for the situation that I was in. Um, But still, like I, because I wasn't able to travel, I was just stuck at home trying to figure out what I was supposed to do next so in the meantime I focused on YouTube and Instagram stuff and I still did some interviews for similar roles in HR because that's what I thought I was like only qualified for but like I knew in my gut that I was interviewing for roles that I wasn't even feeling like a hundred percent good about like I was just desperate so I started applying for marketing and social media jobs but wasn't getting anywhere with that not even an interview and it makes sense because my resume and experience is heavily focused on human resources so my applications were probably tossed right away upon screening so another tip that I'm going to throw in when you're applying for a job make sure you tailor your resume and your cover letter specifically for the job that you're applying to it really shows when your application comes across to a hiring manager or a recruiter if you have seriously taking the time and effort into your application to make it like you know as if you're like 100% like fit for this job and it's very important that you have keywords that are aligned to jobs that you want to work in because a lot of the times when recruiters are doing a search they're going to actually look for these specific keywords so for example if you want if you come from like a creative background and you're a designer for example for a specific role maybe you need to have I don't know like photoshop experience having the word photoshop somewhere in your resume in your linkedin profile like if a recruiter is looking for someone who specifically has that type of experience and you have that word in your profile your profile will come up and it'll be a match and that's going to bring you so much closer to you know being scouted for a role or whatever anyways so there was a lot of back and forth trying to figure out what i was going to do amidst a pandemic leaving a job with a backup plan and then having it completely wiped out left me feeling very lost and so this was like the point where like the crisis like the quarter life crisis like really ensued it hit so hard i had quite a number of mental breakdowns because i really didn't know what to do with my life and closer to like the latter end of 2020, I realized that HR jobs were increasingly harder for me to attain because of just everything happening in the job market. And so I decided to finally channel my motivation and energy into my passion projects. And so for me, or sorry, for those following along with me, you probably noticed that I popped off on creative projects. <laughs> I started posting more vlogs on YouTube. I had a lot more partnerships and collaborations on Instagram. I started this podcast and my own small business. And I did this all like around the same time, which was hectic and overwhelming, but all of this truly made me so, so happy. And I think that was something missing from my life in the last couple of years because I never had time like that to truly channel all my energy in creative work. And for the first time, I had nothing but time to focus on that. So I told myself, fuck it, like, let's just 
do this and see where it goes but we'll also keep an eye out for any roles that I feel might be you know of interest and align to my background experience and I was interviewing for a couple of companies like throughout the last six to seven months like the end of 2020 long cycles let me tell you I think I was interviewing with this one company for like four months it was so long it was such a waste of time but like they were super unorganized anyways so I finally got all my creative things launched and it was moving in a steady place steady pace oh my gosh like it's been such a long day I'm so sorry I'm like tripping over my words oh I need a drink after this happy Friday everyone But yeah, so to backtrack, I felt like me channeling all of my energy and time into these creative projects was something that truly made me happy. But at the same time, I also lacked a lot of like educational background and like real work experience. So after thinking about it more, like it made sense. I was like, oh my gosh, like I could totally like be um, influencer relations person or whatever and apply for jobs like that because I felt like, you know, I got a pretty good grasp of it since I was like literally in that environment. But your real life experience and actual like educational and work experience is very different. And so I was kind of put back into the same situation that I mentioned very, very early on in this episode, which I said you guys will later on see the connection. I was kind of brought back to the place of, oh, do I choose journalism or business? And then I ended up choosing business because it was safer and then I would just keep journalism as a creative side hobby. And I had many conversations with like mentors and other people who are more senior in like their careers in HR and, you know, whatever industry. And they were telling me like pretty much like the same stuff that um, I guess I was thinking but kind of didn't want to accept or take in. And I don't know, I guess just everything that... I had experience and everything that I went through, I come to the conclusion that if I really wanted a career in marketing, I couldn't just get into a job from sheer like personal experience in my little like creator influencer like, you know, role. Like it's helpful, but I think just for like the roles that I was like more interested in you really needed to have some more educational experience and background at the time I just wasn't down to go back to school for it so like my like decision was pretty much like straight up like right in front of me and I think the time that I had to focus on those creative projects and really work on those helped to show me that like you know, maybe it isn't the right career path for me, but it's more of like a hobby or a project. So towards the end of the year, after everything was like, you know, heading into a steady pace, an opportunity came to me. And it was an HR role that I have never tried before, because I thought I would never be good at it. And it was recruiting. 
And the thing is, I've always wanted to try campus recruitment because I feel like I'm relatable and have been part of many groups or situations where I have mentored younger students and frequently have coffee chats with people who want to learn more about HR and how I got to where I am in terms of my career, which to be honest, like part of me is like, why do y'all want to talk to me? Like, I feel like I don't even really have a good grasp of, you know, my life and stuff. I'm amidst a quarter life crisis and people want to talk to me, but I still share like, you know, the steps that I've taken and really emphasize like student groups, internships, all that stuff. But anyways, to backtrack on the recruiting stuff, I was hesitant because I have social anxiety, surprisingly to a lot of people. So I figured, you know, doing all these like interviews, calls, like networking would literally be the death of me. But when you think about the role of recruiting, it's a very social type of role. You're meeting people all the time, getting to know them, what their skills are, and essentially if they would be a good match for a role. And when I looked into it more deeply, I realized that I do this indirectly with other things in my life and that this is actually the perfect role for me in the world of HR that I never thought to even give like a real chance to before because like I never took that risk. Like I didn't think I was like, you know... I don't want to say worthy, but like, I didn't think I was qualified. That's the word. I didn't think I was qualified for it, but I've taken courses in like recruitment and university, but it's nothing compared to what it actually is like in the corporate world. So it really just goes to show that you really have to like go out and take a risk and experience a job, apply for it if you want to try it. But I haven't been working in this like recruitment position that I'm in for long, but I can already tell that it's a new challenge that I'm super excited about because it feels right. So it's like aligned to what I embody as a people person, you know? Uh, my previous jobs were mostly admin and I barely spoke or interacted with people face-to-face like for work. Like I only chatted with people at work for things that weren't pertaining to work. So it was more for like social, like, you know, that aspect. And so like I would really just be sitting at my desk sifting through paper and Excel sheets every day and doing emails like it was literally the worst thing ever i hated it so now with that extensive and overly detailed explanation of my background here are some tips to help you get out of that quarter life crisis funk that i have utilized myself and deemed to be successful as per my experiences in other words my declassified guide in helping you get out of quarter life crisis let's go so first thing I would say is talk to someone. I'm sorry if you heard like, a sneeze in the background. My dog just walked into the building. <laughs> Anyways, so I'd say talk to someone. You're most definitely not alone in this type of situation. Like tell me what early 20s to mid 20s individual has their life completely 100% figured out on their own. Like I honestly doubt it. Unless you've been like spoon fed and had a job handed to you or born into a ridiculous amount of fortune like and you're set, you're in the majority of not having your shit together and that's okay because we're all rocking in that same boat. Like it's trendy, like it's a thing now to have a quarter life crisis. <laughs> But yeah, no, talk to someone, talk to your friends, and maybe that will give you more of a sense of comfort, but I think that's like a good first step when you're in this type of situation. Some other tips to help you get out of this funk. Turn to your passion projects and see if you could turn those into a side business because you never know, you could pop off and that could be like your new thing. 
2020 bred so many small businesses. Like how many of your friends put in that time and effort into building a brand? Like I already know nine people off the top of my head in like my close circle who started a small business during the latter year of 2020 quarantine and have already been super successful coming into the 2021 year. So if you're someone who has something that you're super passionate about like for me it was writing it was doing all these like DIY projects and like creative things on the side like channel that into a business and see if you can turn that into a profit because chances are like you might have good luck with doing that and you may actually feel like you want to um literally build that foundation into a future career and if you don't take like the necessary risks or take the steps into even trying that out then well you're never gonna know right stop trying to please others this is honestly such a subconscious thing we do i feel like part of us is genetically programmed by society to do things or look a certain way just to please other people some of us are conscious of it and do it with intent <laughs> and others don't even realize that they're doing things for the sake of others and not for themselves honestly i blame the impact of social media for the subconscious disturbances that it causes in our lives so essentially what to take away from this i think when we're in that quarter life crisis it's it just comes natural to us to like just subconsciously compare ourselves to other people who were probably in like the same school as us or in the same program like i've had times where i'm like oh like my friend who graduated from the same program as me took the same courses and everything also did internships like why are they already at like xyz salary how are they already like a senior recruiter like whatever you can't compare your path with someone else's because you don't even know what other resources they have access to right like that person who probably got you know senior position like they could have had really good connections they probably have interned and done that quote-unquote entry-level type of role already so that already makes them qualified for a senior role like you don't know and you can't compare your experiences and your path and your skills with that of someone else's it's just not the same like you don't have the same foundation so it's don't do that <laughs> and that leads me into your degree isn't like the be all end all don't let it define you i've seen so many people study marketing for four years and end up in recruiting and you're just thinking like how did you even make that jump from marketing to recruitment and some of the time like these people like take extra courses and stuff but other times like i'm looking at linkedin profiles because that's part of my job now and i'm like okay like they went to school for like psychology and sciences and somehow they're like a copywriter now like it's honestly the weirdest thing sometimes to see someone jump so drastically from one thing to another but at the same time like you don't know what they were doing on the side and all the things in between so never let a degree define you okay it really also comes down to your network and the people you know as well if you feel like you wasted your university years whatever studying a certain thing like you can always go back to school if you want to learn something new like there's no shame in that like i've had so many classes where there were adult learners like in our classes and like it's no big deal like it's chill everyone 
has again a different path in life people may discover that they want to go back to school maybe 10 years down the line so you're not alone in that either and yeah (laughs) my brain is farting so hard right now y'all i can't anyways if all else fails just listen to your gut for real like if something doesn't feel right if you're not happy get out of there do what you need to do to tie up loose ends have some sort of like financial blanket stability emergency fund before you leave and go where your heart tells you to always have a backup plan too like don't just quit your job and be like peace yo like i know some jobs may get you in the heat of the moment but at the same time keep a note like a mental note in the back of your mind if you have like priorities that you like no would not be a smart decision if you quit your job right away like if let's say you quit your job right before you had to pay rent and you have all these bills and stuff like stick it out like i know you guys are strong enough to stick around for a little longer just to make life a little bit easier for yourself all comes down to that like mental like willpower and just got to exercise that brain of yours to get yourself to that point and i know i'm saying this and it sounds like it might be easy, but I know it's not because I've been through it before. And I think I just kind of want to look at it from a lens and like from a way that's like encouraging and not to be like, oh yeah, like it's hard. Like it's definitely going to take a lot of work because like it will take a lot of work. But at the same time, like I want to give you guys like some hope and that if you think about things a little bit more positively, it can actually be a lot more beneficial in getting you out of this like rut so yeah i mean if you can identify those triggers when you're in a position or in your job or whatever that just makes you feel like negative vibes toxic vibes you just want to stay away from it like you know do what you need to do because i had so many triggers around you know my last job like just filing and paperwork and admin stuff and just gave me so many heebie-jeebies i'm like i never want to do this type of work like just this type of work ever again like i don't mind doing admin stuff like on top of like actually like recruiting or whatever or you know like as long as it's not like the main attraction of my job like i have come to realize that you know that's that so obviously there's a lot more other tips that i want to get into but like i don't want to like overwhelm anyone and so if anyone wants to go offline and have a conversation with me about this my dms are always open but this whole quarter life crisis thing like this is a completely necessary stage of your life you are learning through experiences and this is one of those that defines who are who you are going to become there are no right or wrong choices and there is no one path We all come to the realization of what we're meant to do at some point in our lives, but if you recognize the crisis and you don't do anything about it to change that, then well, you're going to be stuck in that loop or cycle or state for as long as you leave it, right? Living a safe life isn't going to be the most exciting. I know y'all want to live an exciting life and that means taking some risks. I've spoken to the older and wiser and trust me, every single one of them has told me that at this age range, we are still so young. We have so much time to make mistakes, 
learn, take risks, try out new things, challenge ourselves, go back to school, and just make that jump, whatever it may be. Because if not now, when? You don't want to, you know, have any regrets 10 years down the road like, oh my god, I should have just taken a leap of faith and tried this out because my life would have been so much more different. But instead, like, I'm stuck doing this job that I hate for like another 10 years until I retire because I didn't give it a chance when I was younger and now it's too late. I'm gonna leave y'all with that thought. (laughs) No, but seriously, like, I don't, I personally know I don't want to feel that way, so... When you're young and when you've got so much opportunity, take advantage of it. Hopefully you had some good takeaways from this episode. Hopefully y'all are feeling more at ease if you're currently going through a quarter-life crisis. If you guys want to dive deeper into this topic, again, hit me up on Instagram. Let's chat. If you need a... uh, If you need... my god my brain if you need a job let's talk i'll try my best for my audio party fam but that's it for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in all episodes are now going to be live on youtube as well so i would love if y'all can help assist out with getting that watch time so we can get to partner and subscribe um it's at bellnotbella same as my instagram But yeah, as always, new episodes come out every Wednesday. Be sure to follow us on Insta, follow us on the podcast, on whatever streaming platform you use for new updates on when episodes are live. But I will catch you all at the next audio party. Bye!